Confessions for Sweatless Holiness David W. Palmer, Romans 1.17 NKJV, Fernet, The Gospel, The Righteousness of God is Revealed from Faith to Faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith, parenthesis added, to some degree, we all know that this is true, the just shall live by faith, after all, faith in Jesus is the only way to be saved from an eternally damned destiny, Romans 3.23. 28 NKJV, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. We are justified by faith and faith alone. So far in this series, we have seen that the faith that pleases God and justifies us before him is expressed in confessions of faith. In truth, without this confession, we simply cannot be saved. Romans 10 9 10 NKJV that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Once we have been born again by faith, and thus been justified before God, we then have his challenging instruction as our responsibility. Romans 12 2 NKJV And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is a crucial statement in our understanding of how God designed us to operate in his new covenant, as born-again new creations. So, let's read it as it is translated from the Aramaic original to see if that is any different, or if it sheds some further light on this vital statement. Romans 12 2 8 And do not imitate this world, but be transformed by the renovation of your minds, and you shall distinguish what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. In both original languages, Greek and Aramaic, these translations show that the renewing of our mind, or its complete renovation, is our responsibility. God has provided a full measure of all that we could possibly need in the new creation, forgiveness, freedom from Satan's dominion, weapons, armor, the use of Jesus's name, etc. But this all-important passage says that in tandem, God has given us the responsibility of renewing our minds to what he has made available through his great and precious promises, as this is the only way we can fully experience what he has provided. 2 Peter 1 3 4 NKJV, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Interestingly, this passage says that God has provided all things, everything we need for life and godliness. This is through knowing him, knowing about him, and via his exceedingly great and precious promises. Then he says something of paramount importance in our fight against the gravitational pull of legalism and counterfeit religious righteousness. They try to draw us away from God's free gift into the proud achievement of self, justifying works righteousness. In other words, we are in a constant battle to stay free of falling into the fleshly, demonic trap of trying to please God through our efforts instead of by faith alone. Having said that, however, we must realize that even faith takes work. But this is not the work of doing things to impress God, nor of climbing the ladder of religious works righteousness, prestige, title, or position. The work of faith is akin to the fight of faith, and it is closely connected to the constant need to renew our minds to the truths of God's word. John 6:29 NLT Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you, 
believe in the one he has sent. 1 Timothy 6:12 NKJV Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hebrews 4:11 AKJV Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Today, to walk in all that God has for us and that Jesus achieved for us, we need to live by faith in his great and precious promises. In the new birth, Father has provided, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, a complete new creation, a new man who is already righteous, holy, whole, sanctified, perfect, having God's divine nature as his child. His written promises are our means of accessing and experiencing this new creation reality, and the way we walk in it in this life is via renewing our minds, living by faith in his promises and thus confessing their truth in the face of everything the world, the flesh, and the devil scream at us. Ephesians 4 24 NKJV, that you put off, concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 24, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. The two men that the Holy Spirit describes in this passage, are in stark contrast to each other. The old man is sin-addicted, corrupt, lost, evil, and is thus under the curse, which means he is sick, wounded, bitter, shamefully guilty, and is condemned under God's wrath. In other words, he is a sick, deranged, hell-bound sinner. On the other hand, the new man is already righteous, holy, whole, in fellowship with God, forgiven, forgiving, pure, and perfect. In other words, already conformed to the image of Jesus. Our responsibility, according to the above verses, is to put off the old man and put on the new. It's as simple as that. God certainly did not give us the responsibility of trying to fix our old man, either through self-effort, religious piety, or healing processes. He simply told us to put him off. Don't identify as him and don't allow him access to your choices, words, or actions. He is hopelessly corrupt, lost, estranged from God, and under God's wrath, the old man is in such a hopeless and irretrievable state, that not even God tried to fix him. He had him crucified with Jesus, that was his way of dealing with it. Romans 6 6 NKJV, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. If not even God could fix this old man, we should realize that we shouldn't be trying to improve him either. No amount of counseling, New Year's resolutions, or religious effort can fix the old nature. He is an addicted sinner. He is powered by an innocent factory and cannot ever change. Romans 6 6 NLT We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Romans 6 14 NKJV For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law but under grace. God had our old nature crucified with Jesus its unholy sin factory and union with Satan illegally dead, annihilated from existence. In its place, God raised us as a new creation with Jesus when he rose from the dead. This is the new man. Colossians 2.12 NKJV, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Romans 6.4 NKJV, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 
God killed our old nature. Now it is our responsibility to bury him in baptism and to fully identify ourselves with the new, resurrected, new creation, new man. His process to enable us to do this is to believe in his achievements, as expressed through the renewing of our mind to the truth. Yes, he gave us a wholly new nature, but we have to walk by faith in the reality of this amazing truth. Any attempt to fix the old man, through counseling, religious effort, sheer willpower, guilty self-manipulation, or by shaming ourselves into improvement, will end in frustration. God has simply given us the responsibility of renewing our minds to the truth of what he has already achieved for us. This is akin to the fight of faith, and it is necessary for victory in our struggle with the lying principalities and powers, etc. Who say that we are still the old man, they want us frustratingly tied down trying to fix our old nature. Since we simply cannot fix it, the enemy wants us to wallow in failure, self-pity, and shame as we wear ourselves out trying to make it holy. Today, I encourage you to renew your mind with the truth of God's word. Relinquish your own guilt-driven, embarrassment-motivated, or shame-relieving attempts to alleviate the imperfections of the old nature. Instead, study to show yourself approved unto God, find the realities of the new creation, and begin confessing who God says you're in Christ. Remember, he watches over his word to perform it. Father killed my old nature with Jesus on the cross, and raised me as a new man in him. I am a new creation all things have passed away, all things have been made new sin does not dominate me in Jesus, I am holy, righteous, and unblameable in God's sight, I have the mind of Christ, I am one spirit with the Lord I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me I am forgiven, restored, renewed, redeemed, reconciled to God, and welcome at his throne of grace, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am seated in Christ at God's right hand. All things are working together for good for me. I am fully accepted in the beloved. I am free. I am a child of God. I am gifted and called. He has made me sufficient as a minister of the new covenant. I have all things that pertain to life and godliness through his great and precious promises. By God's grace, I am fulfilling my call and assignment. The spirit of the Lord is now upon me, etc.